Mishnah Gimel. Okay? Mishnah Gimel. Let's go. Hu Haya Oimeh. Okay? As we've explained many times, that if a Mishnah says, Hu Haya Oimeh, it's obviously referring to the uh, Mishnah that, there's a statement that he always used to say. Okay? Alti Okay, let's understand this Mishnah. I think this Mishnah actually applies to many, many people in many practical aspects in our lives. Don't be mavaza, don't be disgraceful, don't be scornful of anyone, of any human being. That's something we have to discuss, by the way. Every human being deserves respect. Sometimes we pick who we give respect to, and that's actually not right. Because the mission is telling us, and again, we'll explain it in a moment in a little bit more detail, L'chol Odom. It doesn't say over here, by the way, Altivoz, L'chol Rov, L'chol Godel, L'chol Sadik. It doesn't say specifically someone who's a rabbi, someone who's a Godel, someone who's a Sadik, someone who's your parent, someone... It doesn't say that. It says L'chol Odom. As far as I understand, that means to anyone. And that's something very, very important, because what the mission is telling us is, again, we'll explain soon, everyone is included in, in what is deserving of your respect. He's a human being, he deserves your respect. I don't care if it's the cleaner, I don't care if it's someone that you don't like, everyone deserves some level of respect. He's a human being. So we'll get back to that. Right? Don't basically be disdainful of anything. Don't just, you know, push anything away and give up on anything. Again, we'll explain. And explains why, says the Mishnah. There is no person that doesn't have it. It's his hour, his time. Everybody gets their time. Everybody gets their opportunity, as we will explain. Okay? And there is nothing that doesn't have its mockum. So I'll, I'll start the Mishnah explaining with uh, an interesting, famous marshal from Rav Shalom Dov of Lubavitch, where he was known as many of the tzaddikim and many of the gedolim and rebbers were known to give a tremendous love even for the lowest person. And we find that, by the way, the more you look at gedolim stories, you see how much they were, had the patience, even for the people that had no respect for themselves, people that had no cover, no honor, but the gedolim respected them. And that's something very, very respectful that we should be of them as well, because... These were big people, but they understood that even the smallest people require respect. And that's something very important, okay? I'm going to mention a few more things. But I want to tell you, a Gavaldiga Maisa, that it happened to be that one of the uh, Talmidim, one of the Hasidim of this Rebbe, was a diamond merchant. And um, he was a diamond merchant, and he said to the Rabbi, I don't understand. Rabbi, you're a big Rabbi. You're a very learned person. You're a big tzaddik, very righteous person. What do you see? In this common folk, these, these regular people in the street that you give so much respect for. What do you see in them? They're, they're nothing, these people. But yeah, I see you give them so much respect. Why do you do that? Listen to what the Rebbe said. He said to the he said to this diamond merchant, one of his chassidim, do you happen to have any of your diamonds? You're a diamond merchant after all. Do you have any diamonds with you? So the guy says, sure, obviously I'm a diamond merchant, right? So he pulls out one of his pockets, a bag, and in his bag, there's one of these velvet pouches. And he opens up the pouch, and he spills out into his hand some beautiful-looking, shiny, sparkling diamonds. Okay? Now, the rabbi pointed to one of the gems that was rather large. And he said, wow, that's really, really beautiful. Look at that. That's, that's a beautiful diamond. And the diamond merchant turned to the rabbi and he said, rabbi, that's not nice. 
that happens to be full of defects. But the rabbi said, what do you mean? But it's more beautiful than any of the other stones that's, that, are, that were in the pouch that's in your hand. And the chosid explains, you're right, it happens to be larger than the other ones, but because it has so many defects, it can be seen with a magnifying glass. Therefore, its value is much less. Said the chosid, take this tiny little one, he points to the small one. This small one doesn't look as good as the larger one, but he said it's much more perfect. And because it's more clear, it's obviously more valuable. He said, Rabbi, to know the value of diamonds, you've got to be an expert. I'm an expert, so obviously I understand diamonds. You don't understand diamonds. I wouldn't expect you to understand these diamonds and their worth, right? So the Rabbi said, now I understand. But the same thing is with the value of people. A person needs to be an expert in people to really understand them. Often a person will say, that guy, what's he worth? He's not worth anything. He's got nothing. But yet, someone who's an expert in the shamas, expert in people, expert in, 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 in people who they are, and their value, and their intrinsic value, is someone who can determine their real worth. Sometimes you see someone who looks big, who looks amazing, shiny as a diamond, but there's so much, there's so many flaws there. There's so much going on. Whereas, you can have someone that looks so nothing, so small, so valueless, but yet, He's of tremendous value. And that's something that someone who understands Neshamas can really be an expert in. As the Lubliner Rov famously said, when he talked from the parasha by Avram Avinu, going out to see the stars that the Rebbe told him to count, the Lubliner Rov said, He said, every Neshama, we know that the Torah says that Kalalisol are compared to the stars. Why are we compared to the stars? Why not other things? Why not the sand? Why not the grass? Why not the trees? Why not the flowers? Why not the animals? Why dafka the stars? Zuk the Lubliner of a He says, you know why? A star, you can't see. You can't see the actual star because you can see something shining. But only an expert can really determine the worth. Therefore, every Yid in Klalisol has the shining, has the worth within him. That value. And often we don't see it. And that's Pshat in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is telling us over here, Big Yisrael, you know, I think it's for something that I think all of us need to think about. You know, we all have the people that we associate ourselves with. We have the people that we think are great. And we respect them. And we want to attach ourselves to them. The Mishnah is telling us over here, Never put anybody down. Everybody has their time. Let's explain that in a moment. The Rashi and the Ravadio Batanura explain the Mishnah that someone, it's talking about someone who's powerless. Yeah? Someone who's powerless and harmless today may in the future become very powerful. And therefore, don't put him down today because you never know what position he'll be in in the future. Right? How many stories do we have of people that befriended and were nice to a regular guy in their street in their neighborhood, and years later this guy became the mayor, he became some government official, and because they were nice to him, he did well for the Jews. And we have stories the opposite way around also. Zukrashin about Tanura on this Mishnah, it means to say that it's telling us that be careful for anyone, because everyone has their time, and you don't know when you might need that person. And it's the same thing even with a yid. You don't know if you're going to be mean to somebody. Who knows? He might have a daughter. You may have a son. He might be your mochotun. Or maybe he'll refuse to be your mochotun because how you treated him when you was a kid. In other words, you never know 
when someone is going to come your way and you'll need him, maybe he's going to be, I don't know, maybe he's going to be uh, your boss in the future. You don't know. You don't know what's going to be. And maybe he's not going to hire you from the way. And therefore the Rashi and Batanura are explaining us in that way. In fact, there's a Medrash. The Medrash brings down, interesting Medrash in Bereshus Rabba. The Medrash brings down, talking about a Roman emperor. When he was younger, he was basically, was a really, really low, low individual and he lived in Tiveria. The, the uh, Medrash continues that he once passed the base Medrash and all the young kids used to like laugh at him and they even used to hit him, the Medrash tells us. Years later, when he became the emperor, he decided he would avenge the insults they got from these little Jewish children and he would destroy all the Jews of Tiveria. Chachomim at the time came to appease him and uh, he said, listen, I want to know something. He said, because your God does miracles for you, you give yourself permission to insult the emperor. They said, what are you talking about? That was years ago. You were low life over there. What do you want from us? We didn't know we were kids. Now you're the emperor. He said, yeah, but from now on, you'll remember never to insult anyone because you never know where he's going to become. So the Medrash, that's Pshat in this Mishnah. This Mishnah is telling us how careful we have to be for anyone. What? He did not. But he managed to got saved. But the point is, the Mishnah is telling us how careful we have to be. Now, by the way, that's Rashi's Pshat, the Batanura's Pshat. Most Acharonim hold not that way. They understand you never know someone's achievement in the future. And I believe, by the way, if you don't mind, I'd like to say the following. I don't know about you guys, but when I was in school, I don't think anyone really, when I was growing up, really believed in me in any way. And I think, you know, they were like, everyone was just like very belittling of many, 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 many kids, and I was one of them. You know, what are you going to do already? Like, you know, I wasn't, uh, I guess I wasn't the A student. I wasn't learning so well. I wasn't, you know, the classic. The best Talmud that everyone wants is just to do nothing and learn all day and do what he's told and just steig and grow. So what can I say, you know? I wasn't exactly that one. And um, I know now how interesting it is for me that when I go back to England, for example, and I have all these schools that are asking me to speak, and I'm like, oh, because you didn't accept me when I was a kid because you didn't think anything of me and what are you going to do? And all of a sudden you're trying to get guys into the yeshiva and you want me to speak. It doesn't work that way, right? If, if I could, if I could give a muscle schmooze to them, which I'm not, but if I could, because when they ask me to speak, I generally say no because I'm always scared I'm going to like stand up and give like a whole thing. I don't want to do that. I'm going to like, that's not nice. Um, also half of them are not even there anymore. It's not a gay. Like half of them are not alive and some of them are not teaching anymore for good reason. But the point is that for many of them, no, I, I just, I just, I just feel that like we don't, we don't believe in people enough. We don't believe in them. How many times do we look at other people and believe in them? You could be great. Eh, no, what can I do? What do you mean? You could go on to do great things for Klali Soul, for your family, for, for, for the world. Who knows what you could accomplish? I mean, just take an example, Rabbi Wallerstein Zatzal, right? What, what one man can accomplish. Now, I don't know how he grew up. I don't know his history of how he was. Whatever it is, it's, it's irrelevant, right? I'm assuming he didn't grow up, you know, the most... Okay, if that, and I'm assuming... I'm thinking in a good way because I love that those those sorts of boys are the best, by the way. Those are the best. But the point is, look what he went on to accomplish. Look what he went on to build. Never belittle anyone. You don't know what they're going to do, what they're going to accomplish, what you see as the boy that does nothing, it doesn't do anything, what's going to be of him. And by the way, that can apply in Yeshiva as well. When you can look around at your own Chavirim and you could say, ah, that guy, yeah. Doesn't do anything, doesn't learn anything, schmooses all day, doesn't, it's not worth anything. Who knows what that guy's gonna build? And by the way, it's often those 
that build the greatest. It's often those that you don't expect, right? I don't think anyone expected of me to do what I do. There's no, that, that's partial. I don't, I don't think I know for a fact that nobody expected of me to do this. This wasn't kind of my life plan, by the way, just to let you know. This was all my, when they went around the class, they said, what do you want to be? And there's a fireman and a policeman. I did not, I did not say Rosh Hashiva. No, I did not. And there was a good reason for that because I've already done, oh my gosh, I would have been made fun of for a very, very long time. But the point is, we have to learn to believe in people. And that's what this Mishnah is telling us. Believe in every Yid, what every Yid can accomplish, what you can accomplish. And by the way, Tzadik HaKoyim says, one of the greatest problems that people have is they don't believe in themselves. We have to learn to believe in ourselves that we can do it. Often we're told by others, don't listen to them. Those teachers are going straight to Gehenna. We're not talking about that. Those teachers, forget about them. There shouldn't be teachers, there shouldn't be in Chenech, and there's unfortunately... Many like them, but on the other side, there's some amazing teachers, and major machanchen, who are incredible and, and build up people. They're beautiful and we love them. But unfortunately, there are many who tell people, you're not worth anything, you're not going to do anything. Don't listen to those guys. Don't listen to them. Listen to yourself. If you think you could do something, do it. Because at the end of the day, no one can stop you from becoming who you want to become. And that's what this Mishnah is telling us. It's amazing how much a person has to realize this. The Chassid Yavis, Rabbi Yoni, tells us on the Mishnah that never be dismissive of anyone, even... Look there, if we don't see anything in there that we find worthy of being admirable, because at the end of the day, everyone has got so much within them that they could accomplish, that they could do. We don't see it often. Like we said in the beginning, you've got to be an expert in the shamas. You've got to be an expert in, in seeing, you know, just, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I often see that some of the guys, when I accept boys and I have a sophic, and it goes backwards and forwards, and I'm not sure, and I heard this, and I heard that, and maybe no, and I often see that those guys are the most matzliach. Now, I'm not going to tell you which of you I had a sophic in, which one I didn't, that's not the game. But the point is, and I've seen it over the years, that a boy that I'm not sure, does he belong in yeshiva, I don't know, what's he going to do, what's he going to be like, I've heard this about him, whatever, take him anyway. Because those boys are just the most unbelievable boys, they accomplish the most. It's unreal how that works. And I think, maybe, the reason for that is, is because when a boy feels, he feels that someone cares, that someone thinks highly, that someone trusts, that someone believes, that can change anyone. That's the truth. That can change anyone. Half the reason, by the way, that many guys are where they are today, and I'm not talking about in a good way, is because nobody believes in them. And they say, oh, so if my parents don't believe in me, and my Rebbe doesn't believe in me, so why should I believe in myself? And therefore... I'll live up to your expectations. And I will do the things that you're telling me I probably will do or get into. That's what happens. So, Mechanachan uh, don't realize, teachers don't realize the koyach that they have. I once was Zoycha to speak at a school. It was in England. It was a school I had no connection to. That's why I spoke there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I spoke, I mentioned this Nakuda, that um, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's the, it's the people that you give the belief to. Because if they don't believe in themselves, they're never going to get anywhere. When you give someone that belief, you're giving them the greatest koyach of ever. Right? Once somebody walked into a um, carpentry place where they do wood, you know, carvings of wood and whatever. And they, on the floor was all shavings of wood, like pieces, chunks, little, you know, all over the wood. You know, you see wood all over the place. Every time woodwork, that's what happens. And he used it as a marshal. And he said, you know, when you're walking on the floor, big deals. You're stepping on a piece of wood. But when you're working with people, 
when you're working in Chenuch, when you're working with children, when you're working with Bachorim, girls, whatever it is, you have the possibility, the ability to step on the Shomas. You can't afford to do that. Every neshama is so, 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 so special. It's a chelek al We don't realize it. We, we often don't realize it of ourselves. We have a piece of neshama that the Rabbanishim put within us that came from the Kisah HaKovit. You know what that is? We have that neshama. It might be a little bit dirty. It might be covered up with a few layers of stuff. That could be some of the stuff that we've done, some of the stuff that we've seen. Okay. But it could be polished. It could always be polished. It could be gotten through. But if we don't believe in ourselves, and again, Many of it comes because we were told not to believe in ourselves or nobody else believed in ourselves. If that's the case, just discard everything you've learned until now. The whole chenich education, the whole system, whatever you want to call it, discard it because a lot of it is garbage. But from now on, just realize who you are and what you could do because this Mishnah is such a beautiful insight. This Mishnah is teaching us believe in everyone, but of course believe in yourself because that's the greatest, greatest strength that you can give anyone else. And you can give yourself. And that is a really, really amazing idea for a person to realize. In fact, the Major Shmuel over here in the Mishnah brings down that even the simplest Jew is full, like a pomegranate, right? Clearly sort of compared to a remind. Why are we compared to a remind? To a pomegranate. Why? Full of seeds. Every year in Clearly Sorrow, so the Major Shmuel on this Mishnah is filled of mitzvahs like a pomegranate. Yes, we don't see it, we don't realize it. But it's there. But boys say, let's take this Mishnah. Let's utilize it. Be respectful of every single person you encounter. Because every person has his time, has his shot, has his place. You don't know what's going to be in the future. You don't know the potential of every single person. But remember, it's all about yourself. Put yourself into the equation as well. You all have tremendous strengths. You all have tremendous things that you could do. This mission is saying, don't belittle, don't belittle anyone, don't belittle yourself. We often are told to belittle ourselves. We should never belittle ourselves. The Obanishim will give us the Atat to become who we actually can become. And tomorrow we'll do the next Mishnah. Thank you.